0: You have heard that it was said, you shall not murder. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. You have heard that it was said, do not break your oath. You have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say. Good morning LFC. My name is Tyler Morris and I'm the assistant director of student ministries here and it is A joy, I'm excited to be able to get into the word of the Lord and and teach it this morning. Uh, We are going to be continuing in our sermon series called Bonafide. um, And with the hashtag, hashtag, tagline, um, confronting superficial faith. So I want to go over that again. Bonafide is just the idea of having something real or genuine. With the tagline, confronting superficial faith. So I believe that this series this morning is going to continue to do that in Matthew 6, verses 19 to 24. So if you have a Bible with you, if you could open it. If you do not have one, ushers are coming by. They would love to give you one. Matthew 6, 19 to 24. I would recommend the U version app this morning. There are a lot of verses that I am just going to read, and you might not be able to turn there as quickly. So you could follow along easily in the U version as well. So again, Matthew 6, verses 19 to 24. Would you read along with me in this passage? Starting in verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But, indeed, do store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in, And steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So as we continue in our worship service through preaching, would you join me in prayer? And here's what I mean. Pray for me, first of all. I need it and could use it. Um, The next one would be pray for your hearts and your minds as well. Ask the Spirit to calm it, to focus it, that you can hear His word this morning. So I want to give you a few moments, five seconds maybe, just between you and the Lord to open up this time of prayer and just take a breath and ask the Lord to prepare your heart for this sermon. And then I will uh, open us up in prayer. So go ahead. Oh, Father, you are in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray that this morning. May your kingdom come in this room through your word. May your will be done. Spirit, we are all in need of you to help our minds and our hearts grasp what it is like to treasure you. So would you focus them? Might we be present, here, listening? Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see. Penetrate our hearts and minds. Divide soul and spirit through your word. Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So this morning, we're gonna be talking about treasures. Earthly treasure, heavenly treasure, storing up treasures, connecting the things that we treasure with the things that our heart loves. I wanna narrow in for a majority of the time is gonna be in verses 19 to 21, kind of as the main focus of our text. I do wanna read it again, except this time I'm gonna read it a little bit slower. Oftentimes when we read, uh, we'll, we'll go through quickly and your brain just followed and that's about it. I'm gonna read it a little bit slower and I want you to think. I want, as, as I read, listen, what sticks out to you? Let your brain think about the scripture and see what pops. So I'm going to read 19 to 21. Follow along. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy. Where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, as a means of helping us understand this passage, kind of divided it up into three categories as an outline that I believe is going to help us to see what this passage is talking about. The first one is the action. What is the action? Well, it's the storing up. Two, what is being stored up? What's the substance? Well, I would say it's treasures. It's the storing up of treasures. And then the third category would be the location. Where are these treasures being stored up? In heaven or on earth? So I want to take each one individually and we'll roll through this fairly quickly. The first one, the action, storing up. What does that mean to store up or to lay up? Well, it's the idea of of saving up for something for a later time period or storing it for later. There is a few uh, references in the New Testament, but I want to read one as I think it's going to connect and make it easier to understand. 1 Corinthians 16.2 says, On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come. Paul was writing this letter and saying, he was taking a collection of money and offering for the, for the Jewish believers back in Jerusalem. And he was saying, on the first day of every week, store it up so that when I come, I can come collect it and take it with me. It was the idea of save it up for later, intentionally save it up for later. No, it's active. It's connected with the intentional pursuit of something or the intentional accumulating or seeking after for a later time period. So the question is, what is being stored up? What is being laid up, sought after, accumulated, stored for a later time? That brings us to the second category, the substance, I would say. It is treasures. There is a storing up of treasures. So a definition when you think of treasures. A lot of people can think of, I thought of the movie National Treasure. I don't know if any of you have seen that movie. It's this wealth of gold and old ancient items. Lots of times... It is talked about as wealth, but I think I like this definition a lot better. Anything or any person that is greatly valued or highly prized. See, you could value something that I don't value. It's a treasure to you, but not to me. So this gets at the subjective understanding for each person, anything or any person that you highly value or highly prized. That would be considered a treasure. So, our passage is talking about the storing up, the pursuing, the accumulating of things that are highly valued or highly prized. And here is when the paths begin to diverge the location. Where are these treasures? In heaven or on earth? Do not store up treasures on earth. He says a negative command to these. Do not store up the treasures on earth. But then in verse 20, he goes, indeed, do store up treasures in heaven. The difference is where the treasure is. So a description of treasures on earth. We see it actually in verse 19. Where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. So the idea of moths and vermin, uh, the elements, the animals of this world could destroy. They could fade away. They won't last. Where thieves break in and steal, these treasures can be taken or removed. You can physically put them in your hands. You can move them from one physical place to another physical place. So I would say it like this. A treasure on earth is any physical or temporary thing that we value more than God, that we treasure more than God. And this is the thing that Jesus says, don't store up, don't pursue, don't save up, don't seek after the accumulation of more physical and temporary treasures on earth. So let's get practical. What are some actual treasures on earth? Some physical or temporary things that we highly value or highly prize. A few examples I could think of is money or stocks, your savings account, potentially your house, your bed, food, maybe it's technology, maybe it's your Xbox or your PS4 or your TV or your Wi-Fi or maybe it's your phone. The list can go on, treasures on earth, your clothes, books, Sports, watching or playing, your spouse, your parents, even your children. Yes, they are physical and temporary. The point that I think this passage is talking about is that it's not gonna last. Name anything, any possession that this world, this country, or even our county would offer up as a treasure, and it's not gonna last it will fade. Your house could be taken by storm or burned in a fire. Your car could be totaled in an accident, and in a moment, it's gone. Your phone will get slow, outdated. It might break. Your clothes will literally fade in color. They'll probably get some stains and tears in them. Your family at some point will pass away. Every treasure that is on earth won't last, and it could be gone in a moment's Notice, do you realize the world that we live in? I am genuinely afraid that we as the church have become so conformed to the pattern of this world and we've fallen into the trap of pursuing these earthly treasures and we don't even realize it. We don't see it because it's so normalized in our culture. We've fallen into a trap and we don't even see anything wrong with the way that we act in the way our culture lives. See, um, America is consumed, consumed with the things of the world. Can you attest to this? As we live out in the world, what are we pursuing mostly? What is the world around us pursuing? More things, more money, more possessions, more stuff. And here's where, in America it's not even the stuff We now are pursuing the best stuff. For instance, we aren't content to just have a bed. We need to have the most comfortable beds to get the best night of sleep. We aren't content with having a car that can get us from one place to another. We have to have a nicer, a newer car with all the technology, and it's got to feel good when you sit in it. We aren't content with the clothes on our backs No, we need the expensive, the fashionable, the trendy clothes. This is where we live. Our standard here is so far past livable that we're now pursuing comfortable. We can pursue comfort through these material possessions that surround us every day. Church, the the world, Satan, sin in our own hearts is going to constantly berate and tempt you To focus your eyes and your hearts on the treasures of this earth. I pray that you would see that. Would God by his spirit give you the eyes to see what is happening in our culture and the things that we are pursuing? Do you see these earthly treasures? Do you see the pool? Do you feel it in in the world around you as well as in your soul? You know, at this point, you might say, well, Tyler, having things is not a sin. Having money and possessions and great wealth is no sin at all. Why are you talking so negatively about them? Great wealth, indeed, can even be a blessing from God. I would say, I absolutely agree with you. Having things is no sin, But I don't believe that this is what the passage is talking about, and that's not what I've been talking about. I'm not talking about having the things. I'm talking about treasuring the things. Not having the possessions, but do you love them? Are they your treasure? Do you value them more than you value God? Indeed, the having of possessions or not having of them is no sin. It's not right or wrong. But to treasure these possessions, to make it your aim in life to pursue these more, is the very thing that Jesus just said in verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. They will not satisfy. Do you remember the the parable of the rich fool in Luke 12? Jesus told them a parable and he said, The land of a rich man produced plentifully... And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said this, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and I will build bigger barns. There I will store my abundance of grades, uh, grains and my many goods. And then I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool. You fool, this night your soul is required of you. And these things that you have prepared, to whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. This man had great wealth. He had many possessions, fields, an abundance of crops, and even barns to store his crops. But what did he do in his abundance? He built bigger barns to store his abundance of crops. He was not content with the size of his current barns. No, he wanted more. And why? Why did he want more? So that he could say to his soul, relax, eat, drink, be merry. He had stored up enough so that he could be set for the next 15, 20 years plus so that he can enjoy this world eating and drinking since he knew he had stored up enough wealth for him. Church, are you this man? Do you live for comfort and enjoyment and more, never content with what has already been given, but seeking the next treasure that this earth has to offer? The next thing, the bigger, the better, the nicer, the newer. Do you feel that pool inside of you? Do you see that desire, that pursuit for more of those things in life? My my prayer this morning is you would be able to look inside and examine yourself. Lest I tell you to examine yourselves and not myself, as I have been studying in this passage, I have been convicted on my own as well. I live in the same culture. I'm tempted to store up treasures on earth constantly. I'm prone to seek after the material possessions. I feel it and I see it. I'm prone to hold the things that I have too closely and the things that I don't have, I'm prone to pursue them too quickly. I fail at this. I I treasure things on earth more than I do God. I value them more than I do God. I know the enticement. I know the Lord. I get it. And I'm praying that this morning we would all be able to come and see these treasures on earth will not satisfy. Jesus says, do not let your heart, do not let your mind, don't let your actions, your Google searches, your Instagram feed, your money, be used for the accumulating of more earthly treasures. This, the pursuit of more possessions, nicer possessions, better possessions on earth, is the storing up of treasures on earth. And this is the thing that our king has said, do not do. Do not store up treasures on earth. Yet the good news is he doesn't leave us with a only negative do not. He leads us with a positive command as well. He leads us with a better treasure. Verse 20 says, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. The treasure in heaven is the exact opposite of the treasure on earth. Moths and vermin don't destroy it. They will last. These treasures in heaven will last. They're eternal. They won't fade away. Where thieves do not break in and steal. This treasure can't be taken, cannot be removed. So the description of heavenly treasure is something that will last forever, and it cannot be taken Or removed and it's highly valued and highly prized as that's what a treasure is so obviously the treasure is in heaven this pertains to the heavenly things right so the question to ask is what is the greatest thing the most valued the most prized thing that dwells in heaven now i would say it is god himself how do we know this We don't even have to go back very far in Matthew chapter 5 to 7 to see how God describes where he dwells. Matthew 5 16, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 6 1, that you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. It starts the Lord's Prayer Our Father who art in heaven. God is heaven. Heaven is not just a place where you go to, it is a person you get to be with. God is heaven. If we start removing heaven from God, we remove the essence of what makes heaven that great. God is the great thing that dwells in heaven. God is heaven, and heaven is where God is. That's why heaven's great. That's why this treasure is great. Because it is in God, and it dwells with him. Yet God also chooses to give his children eternal gifts. He gives crowns, a new Jerusalem, feasts and fellowship, eternal physical life, eternal dwellings, and indeed other rewards. Yet all of these gifts, they don't take away from God. Rather, they deepen the enjoyment of God. They should be described as being in God, eternal life in God. So I would say it like this, a treasure in heaven is the deeper enjoyment of the person of God through the bountiful gifts of God. All the rewards and gifts and treasures that we have in heaven are all meant to further our enjoyment and worship of God. So all in all, by whatever means, maybe the truest and greatest treasure is God himself and all of the gifts point to the giver of those gifts. He is the treasure. So, so where am I going with all of this? Our treasure in heaven, the enjoyment of God through the gifts of God. I want your heart this morning to see that the treasures on earth are nothing compared to the treasure in heaven, the treasure of knowing God I wanna show you that the treasure is God and it is far more satisfying. It is actually the only satisfying thing that exists. It is the one in heaven, in God, not on earth. Is it your your car, your phone, your family, your house, your clothes, food or comfort, comfort? Is that a treasure? It will not compare to the treasure in God And it will not compare to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord. Never will obtaining that thing, that earthly treasure, give you what you want. But God can. God offers himself freely through his son, Jesus. The loving, the infinite creator. So tender and beautiful. Kind and good and merciful and gracious and loving. He offers himself. He says, you can have me. You can have a relationship with me. What fool would ignore or deny that offer? The offer to obtain a relationship with that treasure through Jesus. Indeed, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in all his joy, he went and sold all that he had, and he bought that field. The treasure of God in heaven is worth our entire lives. And it is certainly worth our earthly possessions. For what good is it if someone were to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or in other words, what good would it be to gain all the treasures on earth and forfeit a relationship with the eternal, satisfying God of the universe? There would be no gain. I pray that you would see God is the treasure in heaven. God is all satisfying. And in him, there is eternal life, eternal joy, and eternal love in the presence of God forever. It won't end. That is the treasure that will last, that will not fade. LFC, would you treasure Christ? Would you treasure God this morning for the rest of your lives? I want to go down into verse 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This naturally flows. If our treasure is in heaven, if our treasure is God and where He dwells, then our heart will be there as well. If our treasure is on earth, where we dwell, where things fade and die and don't satisfy, then our hearts will be there also. So, the question, as verse 21 brings up, where is your treasure? Well, we can easily see where our treasure is by looking at where is our heart. Because where our treasure is, there our heart will be. Where is your joy and happiness and satisfaction found? In God or in the things of this earth? What are the things you desire, that you pursue? What are the things that you think about most often? Is it God as our treasure in heaven or the things that dwell on earth? What do you spend your time doing? What do you spend your time talking about? Treasures in heaven or treasures on earth? See, the things that our heart loves, thinks about, and pursues is the things that we treasure. This is exactly what verse 24 says. If you can hop down to 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Treasure in heaven, treasure on earth, a master in heaven and a master on earth. There are two masters seeking your heart, seeking your thoughts, your loves, your desires, and your pursuits. One master is named money and possessions and he dwells on this earth. The other master is named God of all and he dwells in heaven. And be sure, church, you can't treasure both. You can't serve both. You can't store up both treasure in heaven and on earth. And you can't love both. That's what verse 24 says. You will either hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. It's not both. So in this morning, as you think, where is your treasure? What captures your heart most? Who is your master? Is it our treasure in heaven and God or the treasures on earth? My prayer this morning would be that you would see Christ as the greater treasure God as the greater master, the only one truly worthy of all of our heart's affections. I also pray that you would not be deceived, not enticed or lured into the the pursuit of earthly treasures because we have a better one. We have a master in heaven that far outweighs every earthly treasure that is around us. So how in the world do we store up this treasure, right? If we've defined it as the enjoyment of God through the gifts of God, how do you store up the enjoyment of God? How do you store up the enjoyment of God through the gifts of God? It doesn't make sense. Well, I I believe that the New Testament would teach that the storing of treasure in heaven is the taking of our earthly possessions and using them to further the kingdom of heaven. In other words, if the storing up of treasure on earth is the pursuit, the accumulation of more treasures, more possessions, then the storing up of treasures in heaven is the distributing of treasures and possessions. Three verses that I think talk about this. Luke 12, to 34 says, sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not fail. 1 Timothy 6, 18 to 19, command them to do good. Be good or be rich in good deeds. Be generous and willing to share. And in this way, you will lay up treasure for yourself as a firm foundation in the coming age. And the last one with the rich young ruler in Matthew 19, 21, he says, If you want to be perfect, sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Church, this is exciting. This is what it looks like for the kingdom of God to come on this earth. This is what happens when our treasure is God in heaven. We begin to use our earthly possessions to further his kingdom, to glorify him, so that others might find the same enjoyment and lasting treasure in God. I mean, this is, this is so countercultural. It's a radically different kingdom. What a testimony to our neighbors around us when the very treasures that they're seeking more of are the treasures we're going I'm I'm distributing them they're open what do you need how can I serve it would beg the question why when everyone seeks more why are you giving and our answer would be we have a better treasure we have an eternal treasure in God that won't fade that will last forever That truly satisfies. So, church, with God as our eternal reward and treasure, this week, this year, this life that you have to live, however long it may be, would you make it your aim to store up treasure in heaven? Might you give to the poor, sell your possessions, give to those in need? May we make it our life's aim to say, Lord, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.
1: Church, let's stand together. We're going to go ahead and set our eyes on that heavenly treasure. The words that we're going to sing are the exact message that we have just heard. That Christ is the treasure that will not fade.
0: I pray that you would see exactly what this song is talking about. There is nothing better than knowing God as our treasure. I pray that you've seen that this morning. So this week as we leave, would you be able to offer your finances, your possessions, your family to God? Make it your life's work to store up treasure in heaven and further the kingdom of heaven here on earth. If you would like uh, to pray with anyone, we have an encounter room. To my left, your right, under the stadium seating. And if you came with anyone and you'd like to pray or just chat and encourage one another, um, I'm sure they would love to do that. I wanna end with this verse in 1 John 3, 17 to 18. It says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, dear church, let us not love with words or speech, but in actions and in truth. This week, with our treasure being in God, may we live by action and in truth. We hope to see you next week, and you are dismissed this morning.